0: Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Week one of the NFL season, season five for Look Who's Talking. It's okay if you have an erection. I do, too. So should the Bills Mafia, because they got a beauty season coming up. So do the Bears. As soon as they change their QB1. By the way, a couple teams in purple going down. Steelers going right back up. Here we go.
1: Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight. Welcome
0: back to Look Who's Talking. Ladies and gentlemen, Look Who's Talkers all over the world. Wherever you're listening, thanks for tuning in to your favorite NFL gambling show, Look Who's Talking NFL. The best darn podcast to come out of Canada since, uh, never, this is the best one ever. Uh, We're very fired up to start season five. Thank you to all you guys who've been listening since day one, since we had a couple of cereal boxes stacked up at Kipling Studios to hold our first microphone. We've come a long way. It's episode 98. And uh, well, we started off red hot last year. We've never been more prepared. We've never been more ready. So, Ni Hao, previét, Ola, Bonjour, and Bonagam! Which is Sri Lankan for, uh, I don't know, I don't even remember, but it doesn't matter if you're Sri Lankan and you're listening to this episode. God bless you in whatever language you want. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. We're happy you tuned in. And, uh, you know, just let yourself have a little vacation from it and uh, make some money on some beauty NFL games that we got scratched up for week one. It's like God just sprinkled some pixie dust uh, on the schedule and gave us four or five gems for week one, which we'll talk about uh, almost immediately. We got Huck Media, as always, all 98 episodes brought to you by HuckMedia.ca, your biggest and baddest drone flyer, ad shooter, And I think someone just got a text message. Oh, it's from Huck's girl. She says, get home soon. I want to play with your Winky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Winky, word (laughs) of the day. (laughs) We got a weird Mike coming at you from Centennial Studios, the newest father in Toronto land. Uh, He's wearing underwear on his head, which he calls a headband. He does that when he's scared. And he knows that some of my future's picks are so deadly and I'm going to smash them in Survivor and our fantasy draft. So... He looks a little scared, thus the undies on his head. How you doing, Weird Michael?
1: Ah, a tumultuous offseason, to say the least. Weird Mike chomping at the bit for another NFL season. I got Baby Cat keeping me low to the ground, keeping my karma and head, you know, pointed due north. I think I'm poised for a big run in the high roller Survivor. And I think I'm going to crack the top 20, AKA the pay, on the pick six, which is spreading like wildfire. God bless everybody fighting waters on the West Coast. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, super. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go super Jack for season five. We got three more to the century mark, episode 98. Look who's talking. Finally, a little bit of normalcy has returned to mine and hopefully your life. Subscribe, share. Shout it out to the rooftops. Look who's talking his back to win you money and make you laugh. Love you, Hawk.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Hughes Talking uh, or follow our sister account. And that's only because uh, Weird Mike P is sitting down. At Weird Mike. Mike spelled M-I-C. Also, the only guy who could properly collude the spreading of his pick six pool to more participants with the wildfires going on on the West Coast. I love you, Mike. And it's stuff like that. that That's why. Also, nobody in the world needs the NFL back more than our friend and co-host of the show, Weird Michael, because he got so obsessed with golf betting that not only just PGA golf betting or his own skins games, but also just chiming in to group chats, finding out who's golfing that day, who they're golfing against. And if there's a spread that he could wager on (laughs) getting angry when we're not responding to him because we're farving golfing.
1: (laughs) It, uh, it actually reached fever pitch in the sad skins. We're going hole by hole with Dez at Mystic. Uh, yeah. It, w- it was a dark day for golf betting. Hey. Uh, you hitting Phil Mickelson was the uh, peak yes. of the summer golf season. Yeah. A little story for you. I
0: put down 25 bucks on Phil Mickelson to win the uh, the PGA championship. And uh, he did all those plus 20,000 things that you saw. Yeah. I cashed out one of them before round four. So it would have been a lot, but I ended up winning 2,500 bucks, bought myself a Windermere golf membership with my boy, Betty D. And, uh, well, shit, that was fun. Uh, speaking of fun, I opened just a little, you know, if you're wondering where, uh, where we've been all summer, uh, weird Mike runs a big business in Niagara and Toronto. And, uh, I run a small flyboard company that is, uh, so small, but so much damn fun. I opened for monster truck last night at a music festival. Yeah. The world's getting back to normal. And, uh, with my led suit doing a flyboard show, I can check me out. Geoff Hewlett, <laughs> uh, all one word on Instagram. If you want to know what else we're doing in our off season and Huck media cut his hair and it's
1: freaking me out. Still.
0: He did it. in He did it in honor of the Titans needing to bear down Huck. this
1: year. Huck rolled through centennials to scoop the mics. This guy's looking like a million fucking bucks. I know. Holy shit. These guys rowing crew at Brown University? That's That's what this fucking guy look like. That's actually exactly what he looks like right now. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. The lock is gone. The hat is tight. Uh, He's Down a few LBs because he's out there working, military up north, all that shit. God bless you, Huck, man. It was fucking great to see you from a distance, buddy. Johnny Moxon, uh, Brown alumnus
0: <laughs> quarterback for the coyotes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How about that? Eh? Hey,
0: first guy to ever run the oop to you put a meaning, meaningful play. Uh, all right. We got a lot of stuff going on. We, uh, I'm sure a lot of you, if you, you know, we don't talk a lot of fantasy on the show, but we will put in a couple of fantasy tidbits during the show because everybody's drafts coming up. And obviously the draft is the most fun part of fantasy football. Uh, otherwise it's like a blackjack hand that lasts six months. So we prefer regular gambling on this show, but we are in some fantasy pools. So we'll talk a little bit about it today.
1: Michael. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for a head to head beat down of the host weird. Mike's welcome wagon for his Jeff Hewlett's best damn team. If I'm not mistaken, we're in the juggernaut league As- and I want Huck to make it. I want Huck. Who does Huck think is going to win between Hugh and Ange? I'm making my return to the fantasy ring. Huck, fifty bucks. Who you got? <laughs> I, I'm going to pick after I see your teams.
0: Yes, that's a smart. What?
1: That's smart. No,
0: that's, that's everything. That's the whole
1: draft. You got to trust the person. Okay, then I'm going to pick Jeff.
0: That's my boy. <laughs> huck daddy okay because someone's gonna pick all ravens players and someone's gonna actually gonna pick well speaking of the ravens so i'll let
1: you set i'll let you set the wager once you see the team but the bet is in huck we'll set the stakes once you see the team all right fair enough
0: uh either way shout out to skip one of our listeners greg mcdonnell uh thanks for letting us join your very expensive league we're very fired up about it okay us, I mentioned, uh, we just mentioned the Ravens. I mentioned in the in the interlude that there's two teams in purple that are on the decline. And if you have not guessed yet, one of them is the Baltimore freaking Ravens. I uh, yeah, They just lost their best running back because they love winning preseason games because the Harbaugh's are crazy. Um, J.K. Dobbins is no joke. He was about to have a breakout year. This is a much bigger loss than people think. Um... They're not, they lost Matthew Judon to the Patriots. They're just not the Baltimore defense of old. Get that Baltimore T Suggs defense out of your head. They're gone. I don't believe in the Ravens. You can't run the ball to a division championship, as was proven last year. And uh, they are not going to make the playoffs, Michael. And I got a futures bet coming up in our futures section later about that,
1: as well as much more. What do you think about that? You know, I I got got the flock. Yeah, you know I'm coming in hard. Two quick facts, okay? First of all, I have no idea who their team in purple is. I was thinking the entire segment when you were just talking. Who the other team in purple is? Don't tell me. I still don't know. It's hilarious because every Uh, every one of our
0: listeners does right now. I'll tell you that much.
1: Okay. The most purple Uh, team in
0: sports.
1: (laughs) I was steamed up from all this Ravens hate. Okay, first of all, something is to be said for never losing a preseason game. There's a reason the Ravens start every year four and one five and oh five and one they're coming in with momentum obviously they got some formula obviously the jk dobbins lost part of that um but definitely something to be said for steamrolling preseason games okay grown men doing things you know you got to respect it to a degree oh, speaking of grown and, men
0: speaking of go, go ahead go ahead but speaking of grown men doing things, and,
1: do something funny after the second thing, uh yeah, and now I want to hear what uh what what, what you gotta say.
0: Well, just I've I've been, been encountering a lot of like full-on adult dads uh living in our new world of edibles and like coming to our water <laughs> ski shows and stuff, and like they got their sure. dog and their sunglasses on and you go to talk to them, like hey, how how you doing, sir? And you just like you know, <laughs> Elmo, like what like what? Like they It's I we live in a new world where adult men to get away from the normalcy of their lives with or their kids and whatnot are popping a little half gummy bear before their dog walking session and don't make fucking sense at the grocery store anymore. You know, <laughs> like, uh, just a new world. We live in everyone you used to see driving weird and slow. You'd be like, Oh, maybe you stereotype them or something. Or you're like, Oh, maybe that person's drunk. Nope. A whole <laughs> lot of adults on edibles going to do groceries. Yep. <laughs> Getting stuck in the pastry section. Anyway. Adult men doing things that has something to do with the Baltimore Ravens trying to win twenty preseason games in a row. I don't agree with it, and uh, it cost them this year, folks. We're going to talk about futures in a little bit, but uh, tell me the other team in purple: the Minnesota Vikings, bro. Oh,
1: what is wrong
0: with you? (laughs) Purple
1: people eaters. Oh,
0: yes, they they have a problem. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to spark any debate. I'm sure everybody's group chats lately have been sparked or triggered with talks of vaccinations and whatnot, but it's a real thing. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously on one side of it. Double shot it because, you know, I like science. And uh, every league in the world's behind it. Most teams, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 100% vaccinated. That's a commitment to winning. Either way, you know, if you have um, a special teams player or, uh, you know, a receiver or two that isn't uh, vaccinated, obviously a problem. Just because of the logistics that the NFL has made for unvaccinated people, just to part of your everyday stuff of, of being a football team. But if your starting quarterback is not vaccinated and just talks to the wrong person who talked to the wrong person, blah, 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 it's even worse than last year. You might miss two games because you were in the convenience store with the wrong person. It's awful. Kurt, oh, Cus- what? Kurt Cousins, if- not vaccinated, just a distraction for the team. Also, could probably miss a couple games just because of reality, the world. Carson Wentz, same thing for the Colts. Down on both teams because of that. Okay, not because they're idiots, which they are, but more, more so. Hey, personal choice, whatever. But you, it's just gonna make it harder for your team, and you. Chances are, you might have to miss a game or two. And what are we talking about here? Most teams miss the playoffs or make the playoffs by one or
1: two games. Maybe. Uh, That's a good thing for Minnesota that Kirk Cousins, you know, Captain Mormon, West, whatever he's doing there in the Mountain West time zone. Uh, See Dalvin Cook. I I don't think him missing a game or two, especially with the extra game, which I'll get to later, uh, is as big a deal as you think. There's people chomping at the bit. There's a hundred million dollar contracts for now remarkably average QBs. These fucking guys on the sideline get one sniff at starting a game. Heaven forbid it be in prime time. Are they might go off, and if not, you feed my closet dark horse MVP Dalvin Cook plus six thousand eight hundred. Okay. They keep disrespecting Henry. Maybe they'll toss it to another running back. But Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, these guys, these are interchangeable. Who's, who's behind them? Who's next in Indy?
0: All right, but that's what I mean, Mike. If you are thinking that, oh, well, you know what? People want the QB opportunity. That's not how you make the playoffs in the NFL. Oh, we're just going to go to Kellen Mond as soon as Cousins isn't available. Or oh, we're just going to go to what Sam Ellinger, or Jacob Eason in, in Indy. Yeah, they might play okay. They might be rep- decent adequate replacements for their starters but that's that that, to me that tells me vikings colts not playoff teams so uh again personal choice do your thing i'm not you know saying everyone's an idiot who's not taking one what i mean is if you're a quarterback in the nfl making half a billion dollars almost uh and the logistics of your day-to-day as a team operating to try to win every game are going to be harder. That's just the reality that the NFL has actually tried to make fairly or unfairly. Uh, unvaccinated players are going to have a different season than vaccinated players. And if it's your quarterback, your QB one, it changes everything. Cause it's the captain of the ship. having to be taken away from the wheel at any given time. Anyway. Yeah. that's enough on, uh, those purple teams, but, uh, okay. Before we get into week one, which I'm very excited about, uh, <laughs> did, yeah, A couple things. Cam got released. You're on one side, I'm on the other. We know it already. I think it's I think it's smart. I like Cam, but Mac Jones. No, he's a quick no. decision maker. Man. He's accurate. I I've I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mac Jones. I have the Patriots no. winning one and a half more games than before with this move. I
1: I have them winning one and a half games less. I was all aboard for the first time ever on the Patriots bandwagon. That budding friendship is like the squirrel and the gator becoming friends, Mac and Cam. Did you know that Cam is Mac backwards? I, did you know that? I, well, I And did, Mac is Cam forward. I did know that. It's not like I have to, like, figure that the out. The point <laughs> is, they had the best of both worlds. They could have interchanged them even on drives. I'm talking Mac between the 20s. Cam inside the twenties when you need to run. Name a situation where that's worked before. That doesn't work in the NFL. When does that ever work? Bill Bill Belichick can make anything work. It didn't work last year. The point is, I think I think that there's a lot of veterans on that team. They picked up a lot of free agents. Nobody's talking about. They have a good roster. Yeah, they have a great roster. Okay, and now. There's this QB one. The only pick going around on Mac Jones is him with those man titties smoking a cigar. Like he's not going to win the room. Who don't respect the Alabama quarterback? Who cares about his titties? Have you ever seen Phil Sims naked? Um,
0: okay. I, I assume he looks like a skinny jab of the hut, but the guy
1: won some Super Bowls, you know? The idea and possibility of this guy who's been to the Super Bowl can rally up. You, and now. We don't know if Mac Jones has it because he only ever had the best at BAM.
0: Well, Belichick, the best coach of all time seems to think he has it. He just cut his competition. I shit without Brady. By the way, you didn't answer the question. If you've seen Phil, Phil Sims naked. So I'm just going to take, no, it I haven't
1: I, I don't think it should have <laughs> needed to be asked twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Let's get on to some exciting stuff here. Um, Yeah. I, uh, I very, very, very excited about the Chicago bears this year. Okay. But not until they change to the kid ever since they put out that Instagram tweet of QB one, as soon as they signed Andy Dalton and the whole football world just shat on them. uh, They've been pretty stubborn about it. And maybe, you know, maybe they think this is what's best. Nagy coach. Nagy was around in Kansas city when they let Alex Smith play for a year. Uh, and then Mahomes took over, but Andy Dalton is no Alex Smith. Uh, he's not good anymore. He's just, he looks bad. And the Rams are going to expose him on Sunday night football of week one. And I love the, 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 not for longness of the NFL, because the quote this week is we feel very comfortable with Andy. Uh, we don't want to rush along Justin Fields. And uh, you know, we're going, we're really confident that uh, Andy can do a great job for this and help this football team win before their week 3 game when they are 0 and 2 they're going to announce they're switching to Justin Fields because he gives us the best opportunity to win and all this talk we're hearing this week is just a bunch of bullshit and then who do they play week 2 who do they play week 2 okay well they play the bengals so may okay well there we go though if they lose that game it's fucking over all right. And even if Andy just struggles and they, and their defense pulls out a win with turnovers, that's the game. Like They're going to lose week one to the Rams. That's my early survivor pick, by the way. You can write it down if you have your pen on Yeah. You.
1: I've been uh, – Rams are – I'm looking. I'm not leaning. I'm looking at the Rams just because Stafford, the debut, it's L.A., Dalton's a fall guy. It it might be a bit too easy, though. Bears are stupid.
0: Bears are stupid. For those of you listening, yes, they are. But they did the least stupid thing they've ever done, and they drafted a great athlete in the first round this year who wins big games, has a big arm, and is like the fourth fastest guy in the NFL right now. Check it out. Um, Yeah, I think uh, Matt Nagy could win coach of the year. (laughs) And it's a big favorite. Or a big underdog, by the way. If they put Fields in and Fields has crazy success and they win the division over the Packers, Nagy, coach of the year, going from almost fired to division winner. I believe in Justin Fields. I want to lay in those fields. Okay. Uh, Before we get into week one, because we're already kind of dabbling into it, quickly, because one guy who's got two thumbs and starts his name with a G, predicted the Super Bowl in week one last year. Bucks Chiefs. My Super Bowl this year, yep. I, I called it last episode a couple months ago. I got the Bucks versus the Bills in Los Angeles with the Bills coming out on top and putting away those demons of wide right and beat, beating Brady wow. right at the same time. Yep. I got the Bills over Kansas City in Kansas City. To make up for last year, they got the heart. They got the extra great receiver with Sanders. And uh, they just, the the team would do it. And Josh Allen, no ceiling. There's no ceiling on this man. I love him. And uh, Kansas City's going to steamroll all year, get home field advantage. And they're just going to get their hearts broken by the Buffalo goddamn Bills. And then I got the Bucks over the new powerhouse of the NFC, Matt Stafford's Los Angeles Rams in a very, very tight game in Tampa. Those are my final four, and I got the Bills beating the Bucks. What do you got, I got uh, Weird Michael? No final four here. Um, I knew you weren't going to do what I wanted, but that's
1: okay. No, no. You said...
0: said, Whenever you have the underwear on your head,
1: you don't listen to me. (laughs) I'm glad you reminded me, because I want to let everybody know I am not wearing underwear on my head. It's a headband from Lululemon. But the computer angle, you know, it's not that well, flattering. So one side of look- the
0: head looks like the crotch area, but it's just kind of like I guess the camera angle. You're looking at me as uh, I haven't done that before, but you have. Okay. You got a rematch? You're picking rematch. the chalk. The guy who picks the I'll Titans you for why. the Ravens every year is taking the chalk. You went.
1: you went and took the You said the final four. It doesn't really matter. The question was, who's your Super Bowl? And KC is going to benefit from the rest of a high-end AFC beating itself up. So you name that AFC title game, but the AFC is going to beat itself up trying to get there. The Bills, the Browns, the Steelers, the Chargers, whoever the frig you like, they're going to take all and everything more to get to KC it's like the second last boss kind of always takes the mortal wound out of you and KC, (laughs) I don't even know if they're going to be at home. I'm not going to say KC is going to roll with some more. They might be on the road to win that game, but I'm saying that that extra step is going to take a little too much out. The extra game is going to hurt whoever's coming for the title. That's why KC is going to get in and Tampa Bay in the NFC has Got nothing but deficiencies and distractions and a declining division and a whole bunch of dysfunction. They're just gonna steady the ship. They're not even gonna play amazing ball. They're gonna peak when they need to, whenever they feel they need to, is when they'll peak. But Green Bay, boo-hoo, bears not ready. NFC West gonna tear itself apart. Sure, they might play Washington in the divisional, but yes, I'll take Tom Brady over the Washington football team again. Um, so that's the rematch. It's more about what's going on around them. They're going to they're gonna be great. Not legendary, not KC or Tampa. But what's going on around them on one conference is high end, on the other conference is low end. And you got yourself a LeBron Curry, part two. It's
0: taken until Mr. Brady turned 44, 44 years old, for a weird Mike to pick him to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. That's that's a first. Welcome to the Brady Boner team. It's profitable. No, no Boner. Welcome to the I'm Brady excited. Boner team. It's profitable. You're going <laughs> to like it. It's pretty easy to do every week. You just, you know, usually circle Tom Brady's team to uh, win or cover the spread. And uh, then you go to, you know, the...
1: You go to the bank after, and you get your money. Tom Brady. Pays your bills, so, baby. I gi- I gave you my rematch. I want to hear your best over. I want to go best over for best over. Because I only got one, and I want to hear yours, Hugh. Over for, what do you mean, win totals? Season win total. Okay. Who are you loading up on? Who are you calling your guy and saying, yo, I want to lay some lumber. Who is it? Okay,
0: well there's there's two that I absolutely love, so you're just making me kind of go down to one here, but that's okay. Okay. Let me take you back. It's week nine last year. Okay. Week nine last year. The Pittsburgh Steelers are nine and oh. Nine and oh. The Oak the Las Vegas Raiders, six and three. Six and three, week nine, seven weeks left. Oh, how funny the memory is with its recency bias. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, I beg you to remember all of last season and not just how it ended for both of these teams. The Las Vegas Raiders had a bad end of their season. They ran into some injury problems with Mr. Carr. And the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, ran into the Buffalo Bills and then ran into a couple other teams, and then ran into about seven butt fumbles against the Cleveland Browns in the playoff game, and that's what you remember. But you don't remember their stalwart defense, their incredible passing game that got them to a 10-0 and start. Now, if I had told you week nine last year, right after week nine, hey, you can get them, these Pittsburgh Steelers to win eight and a half games next year, and there's one extra game next year. And you can take these Las Vegas Raiders to win seven. Seven. And there's one more game next year. No, it's not seven. It's seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. Oh, no. It's seven. It's seven on the Action Network. It's seven. Wow. It's seven. So, John Gruden's fourth year. Okay, they've improved every year. Also, again, Derek Carr had injury problems. He's somewhere right in the early middle of the pack as a quarterback and this is make it or break it year. This is your, as you, as you mentioned earlier, these are hundred million dollar contracts going up for grabs. You can't just be average or mediocre anymore. This is your year, Derek. Okay. You can't live off that one 13 and three or 12 and four year. And like, and and then you got hurt before the playoffs. You can't live off that anymore. So
1: So, just so our, just so our listeners know, everybody, I asked Jeff for his, Boom, boom, shake the room future gonna get me a fucking weekend getaway type of bet, yep, and he took the Raiders at plus one thirty over seven and a half wins.
0: I got him i've I've seen him at at seven wins, but uh seven and wow. a half or plus yeah, seven 130? would be even oh, yeah, seven, I'm taking him at seven even money, seven's a push, let's go uh you can, I don't think you can lose that one. With a, a, a coach quarterback combo that has not changed, we got Darren Waller is maybe the second or third best tight end in the league. We got a great running back. We got Henry Ruggs on the outside, <clears throat> and we got I think what will be an improved defense coming back from some injuries. The other one I really like, which I posted on Instagram, the Steelers over eight and a half wins, and this leads me to my true. <laughs> You might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. It's week one in the NFL. When you're making your futures picks, or you're making your week one picks, take the hope out of it. Take the hope out of your brain, and just skip ahead to the end of the week or the end of the season and see what would surprise you the least. Not what what you want to happen. Because if you're not a Steelers fan, you are sick of them being good. You've been you've been watching them be good for twenty years. They just are never not good. And you'd think that that's got to end like a roulette wheel that just keeps hitting black and black and black and black. And then you go to bet on red and it hits the zero. Stop betting against the Steelers. Talk to your father about it because it was the same for him too. They've just been good for a long time. They're an institution. I've talked about this before. Everyone's telling me the reason they're not going to be good this year is their O-line. Yep. They coach up a really good O-line. You ever hear about these guys before they get to Pittsburgh? No, because they create great O-lines. It's something that you can coach up pretty well. They also drafted this guy. You might've heard of him. He won the SEC championship almost by himself. His name's Najee Harris. He's already an adult man doing adult things. And that's all they needed last year was our goddamn running game. They were 10 and 0 folks, 10 and 0. There's one more game this year. I need them to win eight and a half. against a the declining Ravens team, a Bengals team that just ain't ready, even though I love their quarterback and a Browns team. That's good, but not that good. They're good. They're a good team. They're a playoff team, but they ain't, they're not the chiefs. All right. So uh, take the hope out of what you want to happen. If, if you're, if there's a team that you're like just cheering for, just be careful. Okay, for instance, this is really important. It's a self-reflecting truth of the week this week. I love the Buffalo Bills. I got them to win the goddamn Super Bowl this year, and I've never actually as a better predicted that before. But I actually think that this year. However, that does. I've never seen the entire world so frothing on Buffalo Bills football to the point where they are overvalued in week one. Six and a half points against a hungry Pittsburgh Steelers team is just too many. Last year, the last year these guys played each other. It was seven-three Pittsburgh with Pittsburgh with the ball before the first half, a minute and a half left, and then Big Ben threw a pick-six to the house, changed the game a bit. But it was seven to three with Pittsburgh with the ball leading into halftime. Okay. That's because the Pittsburgh defense is the best defense in the league. Don't forget that. This is what they do. And now they got half of their defense is full of first round draft picks. This isn't even a coached up defense anymore. This is just studs. So I got the Steelers in my Hugh picks little teaser for later, even though I love the bills. You can't bet with your heart. You got to think with your brain, let your brain work. You watch a lot of football, let it work. All right. Get your heart out of it. Get the hope out of it. All right. I know everyone's hoping for the Patriots to be bad, such as the guy I'm looking at. They're not going to be. They got a bunch of their players back. They got a quarterback who's on top of the world right now. Name a guy having a better year. I saw this in a meme. Name a guy having a better year than Mac Jones. Okay? Starts at Alabama. Wins the national championship. Gets drafted by New England and then gets the starting job and kicks Cam out of there with a Free agent stud team now. He's got Hunter Henry. He's got John U. Smith as tight ends. He's got Damian Harris. He's got some players to throw to. A good O line, a good running game, a great coach, a determined organization that just watched their golden boy win a trophy down in Tampa, basically saying, I never needed you. It was all about me. Those coaches used to, you know, almost sleep at their office. I'd be surprised if they've left since the Super Bowl. They're a weird, weird organization, weird team. Twenty-five hours a day at the Patriots facility. Even if you hope they suck, they won't. Michael.
1: Um. So I got one word to respond to your truth. You ready? Yes. One word. Najee. <laughs> Najee. Najee Harris. I think baby. that's. Far more likely. I think you were circumventing that Steelers over eight and a half wins is your other futures yes. that you're in love. Sorry, with. Sorry. I, I got excited. Yes.
0: Steelers over eight and a half wins. As I put on Instagram he was talking uh, over eight and a half wins in a 17 game season. It's Ben's last year. Think of the off seasons that Ben had and Aaron Rodgers had pretty similar seasons last year. Yeah. Okay. Aaron won the MVP. Ben was 10 and 0. on on their way to a division championship in one of the toughest divisions in football. Green Bay walked all over a declining Lions team, a Bears team with no real quarterback, and a Minnesota team that didn't have as good of a year. They had a pretty easy schedule. And then they both lost in the playoffs at home in somewhat embarrassing ways. Aaron goes to guest host Jeopardy, gets engaged in some weird-ass Aaron way, doesn't want to come back, even said before the... I heard this on the herd, but the week before he was he resigned or came, agreed to come back, he was 50-50 doing meditation. Big Ben called the Steelers, said, I'll take half of my money. I want to do this. We got a great team. We can do this. What team's more ready? So I, I think the Packers are going down. I think the Steelers are going up. Take the Steelers, eight and a half. Take the Raiders, over seven and a half or seven at uh, even money. Definitely a seven.
1: Michael. So your little Aaron jab. Locked me in. It's a perfect segue. Uh, It's my second favorite total wins of the year. We're going Green Bay under. Ten and a half wins. Under. Packers finish 10-7. and Maybe they get a wild card. Too much drama. Really tough first place schedule. They're one injury away, man. I don't know where the injury has to happen. It could happen to Aaron. It could happen to Devontae could happen on the old line could happen to some anyway they're one injury away. they're not a deep roster the stars got to align i agree them to make a big run i agree so we got under futures second fave i'm glad you agree i knew you would agree all the anti Aaron. i thought he did a great job on jeopardy first of all yeah great on. and jeopardy. that's for down the road that's not what i want for my quarterback okay i want you to know
0: you're coming back and go to work
1: It doesn't hurt, all right? Uh, And I think you may have mentioned it. I don't know if it was pregame. Titans, remember them. Nine and a half wins. Over, over, over. Third Mike is backing it up. Titans over nine and a half. They got the weakest division in football. We got Matty J. Harris texting me, making sure that I tell everybody that the AFC South is the worst division in football, including the SEC West, All right, <laughs> They got a veteran team. Titans loaded with veterans. Julio Jones. They got King Henry making an MVP run. Yeah, that's right, Huckster. 2,800 plus 2,800 King Henry MVP candidate. I was Shitty saying Henry estimates. for MVP last year. Not this year? Maybe this year. I like it. I like it. He could definitely make a run. He's going for 2000 yards again, for sure. <laughs> this, this QB slobbering up the gobbledick dick shit. Everybody throwing for 5,000, 6,000 yards. How about we throw it back and give it, if this guy rushes for another shot at 2000 and doesn't get it, that's fucking bullshit. Okay. King Henry, MVP Titans smash nine and a half wins. I like that. heard it here. I hope you get it. There's a little bit of juice on it. Minus 130. Okay, not a lot, but you know, that's something.
0: No, I like it. i when you're backing uh, it
1: up, it means something. I do. So I, do, I, do I, I hope do. you guys get down on that whenever you listen to the show. I do like it.
0: I can see the Houston Texans getting one or two wins this year. That's the worst team in football, I think. More than the Lions. Can I,
1: can I give uh, one last? sneaker uh mvp shot mike
0: you know what when you when you got the uh for the looms on your on your head you can do whatever the fuck you want bud <laughs>
1: it's a fucking lulu headband dude. it costs okay. 37 beans all right okay. it's the best headband i got enough a lulu headband is, is
0: great so is
1: their undies okay uh buddy god bless everybody in the bayou hurricane ida ripped through new orleans These guys got a purpose again. Here comes Jameis, bro. Free Jameis. I've been saying it on this show since season three, early season three. He is finally freed. He's got Peyton. He's got some weapons. He's only got Tom in the division. Atlanta, who knows what's going on. Carolina's in a rebuild. Nobody's talking Jameis. Plus 4,000. I'll stop it there. Free the man. Probably the best uh, preseason decision by
0: any coach, I think. Uh, I mean, again, they're they're in training camp. We're not. But in my mind, it was a no-brainer. You got the guy who led the NFL in passing yards the year before. Yes, threw a shit ton of interceptions, which is why he got kicked off his old team. But either way, we're dealing with a very high ceiling. Okay, Get him to stop licking his fingers for Ws and start just, you know, <laughs> reading defenses a little bit better. But Taysom Hill, he, he can't do it. He he can't do it. He's never going to be anywhere but the bottom fourth of starters in the NFL. Whereas if you can tame Jameis a little bit, he could be top 10. The saints now have a chance. And with Taysom, I I I didn't think so. Free Jameis. I love it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've, we got week one and you know what? I'm just going to read to you my entire list of playoff teams. I'll post these on Instagram as well at Hughes Talking. This is including division winners because when you're right, do it early before everyone else gets it. So so,
1: so these, these are not your Hugh picks. These are division these are, these is, are division winners and playoff teams.
0: This is my seven playoff teams, and obviously because the top four have to be the division winners, the writing's on the wall. Okay, NFC first. This one was tougher. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number one ranked team. They get the bye. Number two ranked team, the Los Angeles Rams, the new juggernaut of the NFL with Matt Stafford. Finally, the piece that Coach McVay needed to unleash his fury, Mitch, unleash the fury, Mitch. Uh, Number three, I have the Chicago Bears winning the NFC North. Number four, I have the Washington football team with Fitzy and Fitzmagic and a great defensive line winning the NFC East. I got the Packers getting that first playoff spot, first wild card spot. Disappointing start of their year. They come on strong at the end. Once Aaron realizes that, you know, he needs to sort of check in and like get involved with the team and uh, not just be one, one foot out the door. I wrote this down earlier. Aaron Rodgers is the wife who's already banging everyone else a year before the divorce. You know, it's just not the guy you want to be in a foxhole with. Like he walks into that team, he posted the one last dance thing with with Devonte Adams. Like his whole team just knows he's got one year left. He doesn't want to be there right now. That's not a football team thing. This isn't basketball. So, don't look past that. Like not affecting the team, it will. But they'll they'll make the playoffs. But uh, as the as the uh, as a wild card, then I got the Arizona Cardinals, a stronger Cardinals team. Veteran Ladin, sure, but those vets can still play. AJ Green isn't done. Okay, Hopkins is going to get the double coverage that AJ Green used to get. Now he's getting one on one against your second corner. I'll take AJ. Uh, and number seven, I changed this seven times before the show, but I am taking the Dallas Cowboys to get the seventh and final wild card spot, playoff spot in the NFC. And that's tough. The teams I left out: the Seattle Seahawks. They just didn't do enough this offseason. I don't see enough talent all over their roster, and they're in the toughest division in football. Niners, no Robert Saleh on defense. It just changes the mentality of that defense. I'm curious if little pussy old Kyle Shanahan can rile up that team of men and get them to play as tough as they need to play. But I see two losses against the Rams, one loss against the Cardinals, one loss against Seattle. They miss the playoffs. Also, until they start Trey Lance, our 50 50 squad they're a 500 team jimmy g can't play it's a backup quarterback you know that i know that we bet on it last year michael and by week four he will be and that's when the niners will try to start winning games it'll be a little too late but they win week one not my survivor pick but just because they're on the road and and i don't like jimmy g i just don't like jimmy g could be my survivor pick i bet that's where i'm leaning I bet it's a lot of people's just a road, Calif- road, California team against Detroit. For me, that is a weird, it's a weird one. And uh, I just, the fact that Saleh is not, it's this their first game without Robert Saleh as their defensive coordinator. Does that defense step up as much as they need to? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. AFC. I got this Kansas city chiefs go on either 14 and three, 15 and two call it, but just running away with the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, MVP tries to break Peyton Manning's uh, touchdown passing record 51 touchdowns or whatever he got 53 Kansas City number one by far number two Buffalo but close number three Tennessee wins the AFC South in a wash I don't see anybody challenging them especially with the Colts with their injury problems COVID bullshit uh, Tennessee's made to win Julio's no joke that's going to be a real advantage for them uh, Cleveland number four Uh, winning the division, AFC North, maybe via tiebreaker. Steelers, number five, possibly winning that division, but I'll give the tiebreaker to the Cleveland. Even though I'm probably going to lay down a future on Pittsburgh winning that division because it's a lot, a lot, a lot. But uh, anyway, Pittsburgh, number five, but if they finish four, I'm not going to cry about it. Uh, Number six, the New England Patriots. I know you hate it, folks, but welcome to reality. The Pats are going to make the playoffs this year. And number seven, the Raiders. John Gruden and Mike Mayock do it. Derek Carr does it. They're going to lose in their first game, but they'll make the playoffs, and that seems to be their goal this year. Some notable teams to miss it. The Baltimore Ravens and their running attack. Sorry. Probably should have kept Dobbins for that. Then I would have given you a playoff spot. The Chargers, new coach, really tough division, defensive-minded coach with an offensive star. I don't know. Smells like eight and nine to me. You just miss it. And the Colts, COVID problems, sorry. Denver, you picked the wrong quarterback. Teddy, I like you. You seem nice, but your ceiling is too low. You feel like I'm Willy Wonka walking in that weird hallway where you just keep getting smaller. That's Teddy Bridgewater's ceiling. <laughs> until they until they uh, put more stock in Drew Locke, uh, I will walk <laughs> on the Denver Broncos. And that's my teams. Those are my playoff teams. I'll post them on Instagram. Mike, you don't have to do the same thing.
1: Uh, no. I think uh, I think you're way off on the pets. I think I said that earlier. Um, your NFC is good. I, I like Washington Football Team, man. Fitzmagic, buddy. You throw him with Riverboat Ron, and you got yourself some fucking weird ass shit. Okay, Washington Football Team, look out, world. They're gonna win games in the weirdest ways. So, enough of this Tyler Heineke stuff, okay? Fitzie's exactly. Yep. What give the ball to Fitzie.
0: Uh, give the ball to Fitzie all year. You got a playoff spot with that defense. Um. Okay. Uh. We got uh, before we get to Hugh picks and the and the weird smash smash and sprinkle. I feel like we got to just finish whoa. off our, finish off our futures before we get into the week one breakdown. Okay. Our week one Hugh picks. So, but we got to do this rapid fire because you know I got a lot of them. So here are the ones that I want you to take if you have nothing else nothing else to put money on. These are my favorites. I'm going to put significant, like you know a unit on each of these at least, just because I, I think it's money in my pocket, money in my pocket. So here we go. These are uh, favorites to uh, that I really I would like you to take as futures. Find them. They're all over Bet Three Six Five. But we are again partnering up with Bet Openly. I'm not sure about their future stuff going on, but for the rest of the year, all of our Hugh picks, we're going to be posting them and betting with Bet Openly, our friends with only 1% juice, Uh, peer-to-peer gambling. It's amazing. The house likes to take 10%. Fuck that. The 1%. uh, Keep more of your money. BetOpenly.com. And the boys are beauties. Okay. Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's right. The rookie kid going to one of the worst teams in the league. Over. 21 and a half touchdown passes in today's NFL. That is such a low number that all he really has to do is start almost every game and he will go over 21 and a half touchdowns. There was not a quarterback who played every game for his team last year that threw less than that. So what this kid also has some arm talent. They don't really have a great running game. They have a, more of a passing offensive line that can block well with massive dudes who aren't that athletic, but massive. Makai Becton's the size of a Dodge Caravan. Okay. But he's more of a passing uh, passing O-line guy. Zach Wilson, BYU kid, second overall pick for the New York Jets to get over 21 and a half touchdowns. Book it. Also, they're gonna protect him. He's their only chance. Okay. You might recognize the number. You might recognize the team, but their former quarterback going to a team with a great with great offensive weapons. I'm taking Sam Darnold to get over 21 and a half touchdowns passes for the Carolina Panthers this year. He's there. No doubt starting quarterback. He'll start every game. If he doesn't get hurt. Seems like a tough kid. And he's they've got good receiving threats and two, two running backs that can catch it out of the backfield. All right. All right. They got Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. The uh, Brady their offensive coordinator, the guy from LSU when uh Joe Burrow threw f- what was it? 50 touchdowns at LSU, okay? Bridgewater couldn't do it. I think Brad I think uh Sam Darnold can. That's a low number on a quarterback that the whole world's down on, but they shouldn't be. Okay? Uh so throwing to his old boy Robbie Anderson and little checkdowns to uh Uh CMC and Chubba Hubbard. Let's go. 21 and a half touchdowns. Give me one blowout, 50, you know, 45 to 40 win over the Falcons, and it's over. So Sam Darnold over 21 and a half touchdowns. Zach Wilson over 21 and a half touchdowns. I got Najee Harris over seven and a half touchdowns uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I got Joe Mixon over six and a half touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals, two running backs in two cold weather division. Division teams that will need to likely run the ball late in the season. Joe Mixon and Najee Harris over six and a half touchdowns and over seven and a half touchdowns, respectively. All right, keep going with a bit of the favorites. Again, I mentioned this earlier. The Bears over seven and a half wins, plus 100. The Raiders over seven at even money. Raiders over seven wins, folks. Book it. The Broncos and Chargers aren't that good. Don't be scared of them. The Ravens under 11 wins at minus 115 and the Steelers over eight and a half wins at plus 110. Uh, okay. And now some underdogs. Small dogs. Mike, you just do your whole list after.
1: I don't I don't have a list. Well, you, just if you got a couple I think, to throw in. I think Joe Mixon is a fucking lock.
0: Yeah, six and six a half and touchdowns. A half? Yep, and they're going to be trying to protect yeah. Burrow down the goal line. Run Mixon a couple times. He's also a feisty back. Okay, I got the Steelers to win the division. These are small underdogs, okay? Because I got two big dogs coming up that probably won't hit, but I like them. All right, small underdogs. The Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 450 to win their division. Yeah, they're good enough to do it. Plus 450 is a steal. Take it. There's only really one team in the way in my, in my view, and that's Cleveland Browns. Okay, the Chicago Bears plus 550 to win their division. They're definitely the second best team in their division, I believe, because the Vikings are on the decline. I think Cousins is on the decline. And they got two great receivers and a great running back. I don't like anything else about their team. Um, the New York Giants plus 400 to win their division. I don't love that one, but that division's so wide open. As soon as they get Kadarius, Tony, and Galladay back and Barkley, they got more offensive, great offensive weapons that could match Dallas or Washington. I think Philly's a joke this year. Okay. Couple of big underdogs. DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Detroit Lions, former uh, first-round pick, or early second, not sure. Either way, 4400 So that's $4,400 on a $100, a $100 bet, uh, or 440 on 10, to get the most rushing yards in the league. Now, you might be like, Jeff, there's a lot of guys in the way. Yes, but what's the game plan? It's not necessarily who's the best. It's what's the game plan. The Lions don't have any receivers. They drafted Pene Sewell out of Oregon. They got a great O-line to run the ball. And they got an old school kneecap biting football player as a head coach. Most of their entire coaching staff's old players. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Because they don't have receivers, and Goff's not a guy who could throw it all over the league. Goff had his most success when the Rams, the Super Bowl Rams from a couple of years ago, were number three in the league in rushing. I think that's the, the recipe for success for this Lions team. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying they're gonna have success, but that's how they're gonna try to do it. Swift, plus 4,400 to get the most rushing yards. Okay, and some massive underdogs for offensive rookie of the year. Jarrett Patterson. I could not be higher on a guy who was undrafted. Watch him in the preseason. Watch him at the University of Buffalo, Buffaloes. He looks like Emmett Smith running the ball. He bounces. He moves. He's got big shoulders for a small guy. And he's tough as fuck, man. Plus 25,000 to get Offensive Rookie of the Year for Jarrett Patterson. They've been giving him the ball for the Washington football team a lot in the preseason. Now I know they got Gibson in the way, but one little injury to Gibson, or if you're just giving the ball in the second half to Patterson and he is just moving people, Ron Rivera is an old school coach. He's done this with D'Angelo Williams before and Jonathan Stewart back in the day. Gibson got, he's not a guy who hasn't proven that he could stay healthy the whole year. Jared Patterson looks like a little Brinks truck delivering cash to anybody who picks him possibly for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now he's going to have to beat out a whole bunch of quarterbacks. That's why it's paying plus 25000 But for a guy who won on Phil Mickelson at plus 20000 about three months ago, don't overlook the odds. For a guy who could definitely do it. Also, just for his career in the future. Good for the last pick of the draft if you're in some sort of keeper league in your fantasy. Anyway, Jared Patterson, you be Buffaloes. That guy is going to be a player in this league for a long time. I believe it. Chubba Hubbard, plus 15,000. That's basically if CMC gets hurt, this guy from Oklahoma State, Canadian boy, can run the ball. And uh, if the quarterbacks don't succeed, those guys can step in. And those are your big underdogs for
1: futures from your boy, Hugh. I might, uh, anybody really daring survivor, Carolina, week one at home. Against the Jets, a motivated Darnold versus a rookie on the road. You want to make a deep run. Might need the Rams or the Niners later, right? Carolina is not going to be favored by more than a field goal. I know.
0: If the spread was three, I'd be all over Carolina. I just, it's just, it's just a bit weird for me, but I I I wouldn't take the Jets. But uh, I would probably, I'm taking Carolina Moneyline, Carolina on the pools for sure. But that five point spread is just a little weird for a bad team.
1: Um, before you jump into Hugh picks, uh, you know I'm one of the few that is not excited about the extra game. Always why, been a less as,
0: why in God's Always is been,
1: always been a less is more guy, man. We <laughs> think that putting more of the product out is going to make it better. It's a fucking pandemic, Roger and you're forcing a second another game first of all the competitive imbalance is yet to be known everybody's extra game one's at home one's on the road sure it evens that out over time but when a home game is so precarious in a pandemic world you know gate revenue it is an extra variable on something that had Remarkably reliable statistics. There were 16 games for 40 years or whatever tiers now. Uh, It's like rubbing the home run out of the steroid area. Like it just introduces variables and it's going to, it's going to have an effect on betting and handicapping without doubt. Teams are going to plan accordingly to their bye weeks You might see healthy guys sit a week, try and give them extra time. We don't know, Jeff. We don't know the hyperactive Niners and their progressive front office might decide to sit players accordingly. We don't know that old school Harbaugh is going to grind his guys into the dust. And week 18 is now a laydown instead of a guarantee. And of course, fantasy. This fucking playoffs are two weeks before because people sit. I'm telling you, it's a monkey wrench. People are nearsighted, think they just get an extra game when it might cost them. An extra fucking thousand on a futures bet or a fantasy playoff or a bye week or whatever the hell else the NFL has thrown at us over our many years of fandom.
0: Listen, I just listened to mic two, drop I on the listened,
1: 17 games.
0: I just listened to two minutes of that supposed mic drop rant. I heard less is more, which sounds like your old Tinder profile uh, comment. <laughs> You're like the type of guy who, if somebody showed up on Boxing Day to give you the present because they were busy on Christmas, you, you, you get you, you just kind of give it right back to them. Like, yeah, I'm all present out. Okay. That's what this is. This is a gift from the football gods. It's an extra game, Mike. You're not you don't have to play it. I don't have to play it. It's just more for us. What do you not like but, about it? What but, do you not like I, you? I didn't hear one good thing that that, that that one bad thing that came out of this. Again.
1: Team by team, you don't know who that extra game is against.
0: Exactly, that's fun.
1: That's a good thing. No, no. In the long run, maybe. But in the short term, it introduces more variables. But you're saying yes, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. I am a degenerate, and yes, I do have to watch it, and I do have to bet on it. Yes, and I don't think. No, I I don't. I don't think it's great. I don't because in week seventeen, when everybody's had a custom to a 16 game season stats on coaches and quarterbacks based on bye weeks and and 17 game years, this year is going to be a different. I know it's going to be a different year. There's an extra game
0: right when the old schedule used to go to just eight games called the start of the playoffs. We still get the full slate and nothing better than a full slate than another full slate. So yes, you might be in a rush to get back to golf betting uh in the winter or basketball but not me my friend and not every other look who's talker we don't have to play we don't have to coach we just have to pick them speaking of pick them let's go to you picks You. okay folks we started off last year so red hot that my hand still hurts okay <laughs> from self-pleasure yeah <laughs> Uh, we were 6-0, 5-1, 5-1 to start the year last year. I shouldn't have even have said it because God knows that's hard to repeat. But I have studied the games. Uh, I love studying week one for extra weeks. Take advantage like cramming for an exam for a month. And uh, I have come to some decisions. And I think you have already heard hints of them throughout this episode. Here we go. Gold pick. I'm taking the New England Patriots at home. Minus two and a half versus Tua's Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, Tua. Your one new flashy weapon, who I'm actually very impressed with, the receiver from Alabama, Mr. Waddle, will not be enough to take on the most determined New England Patriots team in a decade. They are ready. They're healthy. They got two rock star tight ends ready to make Mac Jones look good. They got Matthew Judon from the Baltimore Ravens, who I believe is a difference maker. They got... uh, Their middle linebacker back from Alabama, who's won Super Bowls with them. The Patriots are going to make Tua's life a nightmare as the Patriots try to get off to a great start. Week one in New England. I don't see this game being close. I don't see Tua putting up a lot of points versus Belichick's defense. That is a determined Hall of Fame coach. After seeing Tom Brady toss a Super Bowl boat to boat, no problem. Another perfect catch, Tom. Another perfect throw. I got the Las Vegas Raiders, plus four and a half on Monday Night Football against the running attack Ravens. I've been saying it. I like Derek Carr as a quarterback more than I like Lamar Jackson. I like the weapons that that Derek Carr has, uh, and I like Darren Waller as a tight end. Ravens got some injuries. Mark Andrews injured during the preseason. Might be back for game one. Dobbins, gone. A little bit of problems on their O-line. And just the Ravens in general, I don't believe in them this year. Plus four and a half against the Raiders. I don't like it. Running attack, not going to be good enough to cover the spread. I think they lose outright. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers with my bronze pick. I like money. I love the Bills too, but I like money. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. On picks. that's going to be six and a half. But let me tell you, folks, I'm buying a point. I will be buying a point on one but at six and a half, it will be listed on my Q picks. I think Pittsburgh will be winning this game and Buffalo wins it on a late field goal and a nice defensive shutdown. Two-point win for the Bills. Very tight, very tight AFC battle. Make no mistake, Pittsburgh remembers that Cleveland game more than you do. That was their last real football game. They are determined to turn that leaf over with a nice game against Buffalo. I wish I was there. I'm double backs. Let me fuck again. <laughs> All right, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half as an underdog in Indianapolis with a questionably healthy Carson Wentz. Possibly seeing their rookie rookie uh, quarterback. As you're listening to this, their um, their quarterback situation might have been slightly cleared up. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the. More veteran laden, more determined, more healthy, better team, the Seattle Seahawks on the road with a tough, but not too tough win in Indianapolis. Uh, they win outright. Speaking of winning outright, I'm taking the Washington football team, plus one at home versus the LA Chargers. Uh, again, the Chargers, everyone's favorite up and coming team. You're forgetting that they fired their coach. And even though it's an improvement at, at coach, probably, we don't know that. This, it's this kid's first game as a real coach. He's going to face uh, Riverboat Ron. Home turf in Washington with the fans back of veteran, veteran, veterans. uh, Quarterback with Fitzmagic. And that monster chase from Ohio state coming off the side to make our young Herbert's life, a living hell. It's going to be a a defensive sloppy game. I see Washington football team win the seventh, like, you know, 2013, something like that. Uh, Really put the charges in their place early on in a tough football game. And again, I'll be betting against them probably all year. If it wasn't the Jaguars, I'd probably have this as my survivor pick because I absolutely hate the Texans this year. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars, minus three. Uh, They are the better football team if Tyrod Taylor is the one they're going to be starting for the Houston Texans. If it's Davis Mills they're starting, I still like the Jaguars. doesn't matter. Trevor Lawrence is the truth, folks. Uh, He's had some bad big games, and make no mistake, since high school football, this guy just knows how to sling a football. He's a good, great athlete. We have one of the smartest offensive minds in football leading him. And on the other side of the sideline, we got a male cheerleader kind of motivational speaking coach who's been in the league for 40 years, never even considered for a head coaching position, leading the Texans. Unless Deshaun Watson comes back a quarterback with some sort of mystifying court decision that would have law and, or- law and order writers throwing shit at the wall. Uh, I don't think he's going to play, so I can't pick the Houston Texans. I take the Jaguars minus three. And those are your those are your Hugh picks: New England, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Seattle, Washington Football Team, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, who are better on offense than you think,
1: folks. Here we go. Obie Trice. You- All right. So Hugh picks looking for what were you last year? Uh 17 and one out the gate or something. 16 and 2. 16 and 2. Stupid hot. Yes. Uh and of course the weird uh, also dick would be a, follows. Also would, also,
0: would be a great Tinder profile comment thing. <laughs> Less is more. Stupid hot. <laughs> just, just one word. Get a bunch of swipes. I mean, I'm in a relationship,
1: but I think of this stuff.
0: Okay, sorry. Scoop, uh your turn.
1: <laughs> it's not like a It's not like I've been waiting five and a half months to give the gambling donut back to the people.
0: Yes, and they've they've been hungry.
1: They have been hungry. Uh, Embracing my roots. Uh, Some people might mock that. The first edition of the gambling donut goes back to the Meadowlands. The Giants, a pesky home dog. Plus three to the Denver Broncos. My first smash of the year, Uh, home dog on opening day. Sounds good to me. Doesn't matter who it is. Uh, Doesn't matter who it is. (laughs) I like that. It really doesn't. It sort of matters. Home home dog on opening day. Most people are favored at home on opening day. You are right. They're not. Uh, Teddy Bridge is a great dog quarterback. Horrible save. Got burned many times last year in Carolina. Indeed. Indeed. So he's a bad fade. And, uh, buddy, did we forget that this guy's in the league? Saquon Barkley is back, okay? We don't know for how long, but he's going to be back week one, ready to roll, plus three. Teddy's a bad fade. Giants, you know, nine games, great season for them, eight. You got to win this one against a non-playoff team out of conference. Plus three with the points is the smash. I saw a nod of approval there. Is that, uh, you're into that, Hugh?
0: I, lo- I got I'm higher on the Giants than people think, but if Galladay and Kadarius Toney are hurt, I'm staying away from that game. If uh, Drew Locke was playing, I'd probably lean Broncos, but I'm just staying away. It looks like Galladay practiced. If he plays, that's a big difference for them, and I love Kadarius Toney, their, their draft pick out of Florida. So I like the Giants. Saquon. I just they don't have all the, their weapons right now, so I'm a
1: little scared of them. Saquon say will indeed, and the sprinkle, the battle of the birds in the dirty South, ATL minus three and a half versus what I think is the worst team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, fresh start. That hangover is finally gone. Okay, Drew Brees is out of his way. Carolina's got Sam Darnold. Matt Ryan has a tiny window to do what he used to. Calvin Ridley's a star. If Atlanta has any idea of making the playoffs, I am telling you right now, this is a must-win game. Week yep. one in the NFL season. Yep, straight You on. have The Eagles are predicted to win five and a half games. If you don't win this game at home in the opener... You are not making the playoffs, Atlanta. Okay. Three and a half plus. They got the good kicker, Young Shu Ku. Young Wei Ku. One of the best young legs in young the game. Young something, young something, Ku. Young Wei Ku. Keep it and cool, me, young make guy. No, make no mistake about it, folks. Philly is foul. Okay. <laughs> they are foul. They are a foul bird. They got a brutal coach. Nobody could say his name. This guy's practicing their players before exhibition games. This guy's got like a distorted 80s college mentality with a bunch of millionaire players that want nothing to do with him. And I love Jalen Hurts, man. I'll get this guy out of town. Your boy, Nick Mullins, they're going to be starting for the Eagles way sooner because they got no O line. They got no motivation. And week one, Dirty Birds sprinkle watch, watch minus up. three and a half.
0: Watch out for Minshew. If Hurts gets hurt, Minshew could come in. And really do some damage on that Sprinkle. But of the Smash and Sprinkle, I love the Sprinkle. Like the Dirty Birds. I had them on my list. I took them off just because uh, I I promised my therapist I'd stop betting on Atlanta early in the season. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I I like the Sprinkle. I like the Smash. Remember to follow at Weird Mike as he will update you on basically every walk he does in his neighborhood of what he's thinking at that very moment, uh, which leads to some great props picks. And some nice underdogs, uh, especially some survivor thoughts. Weird Mike tends to go pretty far in his survivor pool. We are in the same one this year. Who is your survivor pick this, Mike? Do you have one? You don't have to say if you don't have one yet.
1: Uh, Yeah, like I said, lean, San Fran, Serious Look, LA Rams, Outside Shot, Carolina. That's a weird mix. And, of course, I'll post – Ooh, Carolina. I like
0: that. I'm taking the Rams. I haven't locked it in yet, but right now I'm, I'm really heavy on the Rams making Dalton look like an idiot. They got too many defensive studs on defense. They won't be able to, Andy Dalton's offense won't be able to outscore Matt Stafford's offense. I don't know about the spread. I'll probably buy a point on that game, but uh, the Rams are going to win that Farvin game and get off to a great start. A uh, couple little news that doesn't matter. I just saw Michael Strahan's getting his name in the ring of honor uh, in New York, and it made me think just a quick question for both of you guys before we go to shut the hook up. What's more important, really just really getting in the hall of fame or getting in the ring of honor at your football, at a football stadium at a, at a pro football stadium. Now, right off the bat, you might say, Oh, i get in the hall of fame. That's kind of the, that's the golden curtain on your legacy. Really? You ever, Mike, how long you watch football? Fucking half of your life. Me too. You ever been to Canton, Ohio? Negative. Me neither. Okay. You know where I have been? The fucking Bill Stadium. A whole bunch. And I look at those names all the time. Just like seventy-six thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine other people who were in that stadium that day. And every week after that. Basically, your name will be honored and recognized by a whole lot more actual people in your life. And forever, <laughs> even if they even if they change stadiums, they keep that ring. And it probably even gets more illuminated. Michael Irvin has like its own 88 block at the star in Dallas. Anyway, just thought, I think it's cool. It's forever. More people see it and millions of people will be there forever. Whereas no one really goes to the football hall of fame besides, you know, people on PA days in Canton, Ohio. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. Uh, I'm so damn excited for week one bucks. Cowboys. We're both be putting out some props on our Instagram. Uh, for the Bucks cowboys game. The Bucs are going to win, folks, because Dak Prescott's still not that great of a quarterback, just letting you know. But uh, Dallas has some new weapons on defense that I do like. Mika Parsons, that guy can make plays. Uh, Jalen Smith, more healthy than ever, probably since his Notre Dame days. So Tom's going to have to win this one. I don't see them running the ball as much right over the Cowboys' throats, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get off to a great start with a win. By the way, don't sleep a, on Antonio Brown. That guy is back. Everybody again hopes that he doesn't, that he that he does not succeed because most people just don't like him, regardless of whether you like him or not. He's really good at football, and he's in a situation that is going to let him flourish. Because who do you double cover? Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, any of their running backs, Gronk. Like what do you do? I tell you one thing: it's one-on-one coverage for Antonio Brown. He's one of the best one-on-one coverage guys in
1: the world. Uh, any last thoughts, Mike? Uh, super glad to be back. Thanks to everybody who reached out to make sure that Weird Mike got a contract extension into season five. It actually (laughs) really was funny and kind of true. And just kind of made me feel like I belong to something again. And it made a great deal of difference in my day to day. So thank you to those, you know who you are, uh, rate, review, subscribe this show. We're going to make you some money and we're going to make you laugh. And, of course, Huck is going to be heading into the quarterfinals of the row 200 meters at Brown University.
0: Yes, right next to Jonathan fucking Moxon. All right, remember to check out Bet Openly if you want to make any bets. Peer-to-peer betting, 1% juice. Stop fucking with the house. Screw the house. Peer-to-peer betting with our boys at Bet Openly. Also, send in your six picks with the live spread anytime from the time you hear this episode until Sunday at at 1 o'clock. Or, sorry. Unless you're including the Thursday game, then that Thursday game has to be before obviously kickoff of the Thursday game. But every other game, just be- you have to send all of six of your picks in before uh, Sunday at one o'clock. We're giving away three even bigger Team Ltd prizes this year, as well as a weekly prize. So even if you if you shit the bed in your first three weeks, you're not out of it yet. You can still win win a weekly prize. And if if it's if, if three guys go perfect, we're gonna pull names out of a hat and you'll win a free smaller weekly prize for Team LTD. We want to thank Scotty and the boys over at Team LTD for hooking up all the prizing, and they're excited to be a part of this. Check them out, TeamLTDshop.com. And uh, anything for Shut the Huck Up. We know it's a long one, but we had to break down week one and the season all in one go. Okay. Giddy up. Huck is currently wearing a Derek Henry hat. We'll post it on Instagram, which is fucking beautiful. Jonathan
1: Mox and the Coyotes. Here we go. Guess who just got back today?